Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. U.S. stocks finished higher for the third straight session overnight. Investors put aside worries on a host of issues from U.S.-China relations to a pessimistic Fed report and focus instead on how businesses are beginning to reopen. The S&P 500 and Dow both finished above psychologically important thresholds. The Dow rose more than 2% to finish above 25,500, while the S&P 500 closed up 1.5% to top the 3,000 mark. The Nasdaq finished higher as well. Joining me now to discuss all this and more is Kyle Roda. He's a market analyst with IG Australia. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning. Good to have you with us. U.S. markets on a roll and we see investors putting funds back into sectors that have been particularly hard hit these past couple of months. Earlier this week, it was airline stocks. This morning is department store chains, retail companies as well. Shares of The Gap jumped 18%. Kohl's and Nordstrom's enjoyed big gains as well. At the same time, while lockdowns across the globe are being eased, the economic fundamentals are not great. And we know, we don't know when there will be a COVID-19 vaccine. So what I want to ask you, Kyle, is this. Are investors overdoing it? Is the market getting ahead of itself? Or do you think some of these recent gains have some staying power? Well, I think it depends on the time frame that you want to look at it through. Um, in the short term, we're starting to see sentiment run a little bit hot. I think there's a potential for a near-term pullback in stock prices just because we're starting to get this narrative building upon itself that, well, let the good times roll because reopenings are starting to occur and we should see the global economy start to recover in quite a quick fashion. Um, so I think given that we're seeing some sentiment indicators suggest that maybe things are getting a little bit toppy from here, um, it wouldn't necessarily take much for a pullback to occur and see another sell-off in the stock market. What I would say, though, is that it does seem that some of these signals um, that we're getting about reopenings, um, and given the, 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 the profound support from it, uh, uh, policymakers that we've seen from both the monetary and fiscal side is that there are there are firm signs that the fundamentals are improving or at least better than what they were before and considering that obviously you've got that sort of Federal Reserve backstop in particular supporting flow into stocks uh, it'd be sort of um, hard to say that this is necessarily a major turning point for the market but definitely in the short term I think sentiment's running a little bit too hot and we could see a pullback potentially on the basis of that. Okay, keeping up with the turns, I want to turn to US-China tensions. There are a host of negative headlines, any one of which could have soured investors on another day. Top of the list, the US State Department saying Hong Kong no longer enjoys a high degree of autonomy from China. This is important because it could affect Hong Kong's special trade status with the US. And next up, the US Congress has overwhelmingly approved a bill sanctioning China over its treatment of Uyghurs in the west of the country. And Huawei's CFO has lost a major battle in her fight to stop extradition from Canada to the US. So Kyle, it's not just the US markets, most Asian markets are brushing aside these tensions as well. In trade this morning, from what I see, how concerned are you that relations between US and China are going to deteriorate to a point that it does affect the global economy and markets? I think it's a risk that's probably being mispriced. And I think a lot of the rationale is that a resumption of the trade war of the trade war won't occur largely on the basis that it's a US election year and the US economy is heading into a recession and the White House will want to avoid anything that could potentially crimp economic growth in the short term. But obviously we can see behind the scenes here um, one from the US side, um, some concerted attempts 
at limiting Chinese expansionism. And I think you can see starting to play out in price action too some concerns that maybe the um, trade war may take a little bit of a different shape going forward. And I think that's why you might have seen a little bit of a sell-off in, in tech stocks in the last 24, 48 hours, or at least a, an underperformance in tech stocks throughout that period. There's this concern, I think, a little bit like in 2019, the tech space could come to the fore as being the targets for potential sanctions or restrictions um, from both the US and China in the future. So the next 24 to 48 hours will be very interesting, especially given sentiment is so hot um, in, in US stocks because we'll get that vote at the National People's Congress on the, US, um, on the, on the um, security bill, the Hong Kong security bill. Mm-hmm. And if that sets off in motion a, a series of tits attack, um, you know, even if it's rhetoric or, or actual um, moves from policymakers to, to, to um, retaliate to, to that vote, then um, that, that certainly poses, I think, to a, risk, a risk to the markets that, that currently isn't priced in. Yeah, let's stick with Hong Kong on that. Uh, The U.S. State Department conducting its annual review of Hong Kong. This is the first time that certification-wise it has questioned the city's autonomy. The Trump administration will now decide what steps to take in its arsenal, tariffs, tougher investment rules, freezing assets, or making travel between the two more difficult. Kyle, how are Hong Kong investors taking the news, do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, the Hang Seng has generally under, underperformed over the last week and, and naturally we're seeing that risk premium being priced into uh, Hong Kong assets just as it was, as it was in 2019 um, and that's m- mostly by virtue of the uncertainty being elicited um, uh, from these uh, protests on, on the streets of, of Hong Kong. I think it's going to be a massive concern going forward now because we'll more than likely continue to see the civil unrest. And it would seem, rather than completely pulling the special trading status that the US has um, uh, with, with Hong Kong, that we'll see some more piecemeal but still inflammatory um, steps taken by the uh, Trump administration and, and commissioned by the um, US Congress to... Um, sanction U.S. Uh, sorry Chinese officials potentially sanction some Chinese companies as well. So the next 24, like like I was saying before, the next 24 to 48 hours will be fascinating because we will have that vote at the National People's Congress, and then we'll have to start to see the ball goes back into to the U.S.'s court as to how they respond. And I think investors will be very wary of of that environment, especially as it relates to um, stocks uh, in Hong Kong or, or at least exposed to, to the Hong Kong market. Mm. Some good news for Hong Kong, not so good news for Singapore. The Hong Kong Stock Exchange has struck a deal with MSCI that will allow dozens of futures and option contracts to be traded in Hong Kong. From early next year, these derivative products will no longer be traded in Singapore. Shares of the Singapore Exchange took a big hit from news yesterday, dropping more than 11%. Kyle, first off, do you trade these derivative products and will you start trading them in Hong Kong instead of Singapore? Uh, I suppose it depends where the liquidity would be found from our perspective. Um, if we needed to, to trade them and, and that was where we, as a business, um, needed to be able to access that, that liquidity to facilitate our, our, our clients' trading, then, then we'd be forced to. But um, it, it is an interesting development, particularly given the context. These things don't happen um, overnight, of course, so it would have very much preceded the recent tensions in Hong Kong. What I will say, though, is that it'll, it'll be fascinating moving forward here from how um, Singapore potentially benefits from um, what's becoming a, a Hong Kong seen as less as a, an independent financial hub 
and more of an extent uh, an extension of the Chinese Chinese state. Um, I think Singapore is the, the next natural hub in Asia and can potentially stand to benefit very very much from uh, these changing power dynamics in the region. Um, potentially too, as investors look for a new gateway into into Asia, that's in Australia and that's that's in Europe and that's the US as well. So. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's another one to watch. So the gateway to, to this, these MSCI futures and options being housed in Hong Kong, do you, what impact do you think this could have on Singapore exchanges business? Well, I mean, it's, it's obviously on balance not um, a, a positive thing for, for, for Singapore exchanges or Singapore markets that obviously de-emphasises their role um, in the financial system in the region. But again, these these decisions are, are often uh, a long time in the making and aren't snap decisions. So considering the changing environment we're seeing, and if, if Hong Kong continues to be a bit of a hotbed of political unrest, it'll be fascinating to see how, I suppose, the financial systems in both countries develop and how investors approach both um, both financial markets, um, because I think there'll be a, a overall a bit of a secular shift to, to preferencing Singapore markets because of their independence and security um, over that of perhaps of Hong Kong. That this perhaps uh, event, um, as we speak about it now, could be what proves to be the exception in the, to, to the rule in the long run. Well, before we let you go, Kyle, let's check in on the markets. Sydney and Tokyo were both up by more than one percent in early trade. How are Singapore shares doing this morning? Well, I think it's more than likely that based on our pricing, you'll see a little bit of an upswing this morning. So it's a very risk-on environment. Um, it continues to be led by, obviously, these um, you know, hopes of a, of a quicker global rebound. And, of course, when sentiment feeds on itself, it makes for some interesting dynamics. So we'll watch this space because it can, can be um, lead to a little bit of volatility. But just in the short term, everyone's a little bit high on that, uh, that hopium, as they like to call it. Thanks, as always, for joining us, Kyle Rota, the market analyst with IG Australia. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.